This podcast was recorded from our weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I am so grateful you found us here. Today's conversation is one I'm really excited about because today's guest is someone I have been wanting to share with you for a while. Her name is Ashley Lanann. She used to be a first grade teacher, and now she teaches women and people in the spiritual space how to run their businesses with more balance, how to lean into fun, joy, adventure while still turning a major profit. So more than anything, I just can't wait for you to experience Ashley's vibe and learn some of the wisdom from her. I know we're going to have a fantastic conversation and let's get started. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello. Hey, that was so fun thanks. to watch. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I, you know, I said this a little bit in the intro, but anytime I do one of your master classes or even just, you know, interact with you on social media, I feel like there's just this really positive energy exchange. So I'm really excited for everybody to experience the Ashley energy. <laughs> and speaking of your energy, I always start these interviews with a quick look at my guest's birth chart. I just think it's a fun way for people to get to know you on a deeper level right away. I'm all about it, diving right in. Let's do it. Okay. I know you are, I know you're pretty familiar with your sun, moon, and rising, right? Have you ever had a full chart reading before? Right. I have like years ago yeah. um, before I started my business. So I, I'm like so curious to see now with this insight of like now almost like two years into business, like how it, it plays out for me as a business owner and a woman, not just like who I am in the world. <laughs> totally. Okay. Well, we know your sun, moon rising. Of course, you are a cancer sun, which is like so you, you know, you're just very nurturing, very feminine, all about female empowerment. Um, but 
your rising sign is opposite in Capricorn. And I'm really excited today. I know we're going to talk about balancing masculine and feminine energy, but literally like you are the perfect person (laughs) to talk about it. Yeah. Like you show up with your rising in Capricorn very practically, you know, you have a very practical approach to business and you're very comfortable. Like this is my business strategy. You know, it's, it's pretty straight up, but then also your essence is very feminine and you're dancing on Instagram and Mm -hmm. you're calling in mostly women, you know, that's kind of your niche. But then what's really beautiful about this is that you have a Sagittarius moon and you know, I'll pull up your Instagram later, but if you're watching this and you're not on your phone, just go to Ashley's Instagram. It's just Ashley.Lanand because you will see exactly what I am talking about right now. <laughs> um, your Sagittarius moon is that craving, that need for adventure and freedom, which you talk about all the time, right? That's my brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's interesting too that your moon's in your 11th house because you are really cultivating this community ruled by the 11th house of people who are seeking adventure, seeking freedom, and really want that same lifestyle. And I'm sure as we'll, we'll talk about your story, you know, that need for your own freedom is probably a big reason that you decided to become an entrepreneur. I love that. That's so cool. And yeah, so you also have a stellium in Capricorn. Um, you know, all of us in our generation have our Uranus and Neptune very close to each other in Capricorn. But it's interesting that this is in your first house because I see this as you really wanting to change the narrative about your goals and your dreams and also what's possible for other people too. You know, Neptune rules those fantasies, those visions, Uranus, the planet of change, rebellion, you're showing up like, Hey, I can do things differently, especially when it comes to career. Love that. And then your Venus is in Cancer also very close to your sun. And, you know, again, that just goes right into that feminine energy that you portray so beautifully and probably the need for that feminine essence to be injected into everything you do. Also, your Mercury is over here in Leo. You also have a lot of seventh house placements and you know, seventh house is the house of relationships, but not just romantic relationships, like partnerships, working with other people. And, you know, again, in your business, you're all about working with other women. And I think your approach is very much like, you know, lifting other people up and forming those relationships to help them in business. So I think that is interesting. Um, And then your Mercury's in Leo, and this is, you know, your willingness to just, like, show up and talk loudly, proudly, like, you're not afraid to take up space, and especially when it comes to speaking and communicating, you're like, hello, I'm here. (laughs) And uh, the last couple things I'll point out, your Jupiter is in Virgo in your eighth house. Now, Virgo isn't the strongest placement for Jupiter, but for me, Jupiter in the eighth house is an abundance when it comes to energy exchange and really amplifies energy exchange. And I mean, even at the top of this, I'm like, I can't wait for you to experience Ashley's energy, you know, so you have this really um, abundant energy about you and it's infused in everything you do. But at the same time, Jupiter in Virgo keeps you a little bit more grounded as well. And because your Jupiter is in Virgo, it's forming this nice, flowing, harmonious angle to all of your Capricorn placements, meaning that your energy is going to 
help you very easily with your outward expression with, you know, so, so really um, taking care of your energy, of course, yes. is going to only make you more abundant. Your midheaven is in Scorpio. This is your um, ultimate like peak in your career and Scorpio energy, you know, is very spiritual, also very energetic. So sharing your spirituality, which you do so beautifully is definitely going to help you in your career. The last placement that like really stands out to me because it's like we have one side of the chart kind of opposing the other side, but it's not like harsh opposition. It's like this duality, but your Mars in Taurus, this, you know, you have a lot of earth energy, so that makes sense. It kind of fits in, but your Mars in Taurus in your fourth house is very like, um, <laughs> It's very like, it's kind of aggressive, <laughs> um, but also like, especially around your family or maybe like in childhood, you might've been a little bit more of that like instigator or kind of like, I don't know, poking the bear. Yeah. But there's this opposition too, between your Mars and your Pluto. That's the most like prominent opposition in your chart between the house of the mother and father. So again, going back to that masculine feminine energy, I'm assuming just by looking at your chart that that's very rooted in your childhood experience for whatever reason, like seeing this duality between masculine and feminine. That's just a guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then your North node is in Sag. This is the, a beautiful, beautiful placement because your North node is like right in the 12th house and really close to your ascendant. But it's the last placement when you look around the wheel in your chart. And this is like your purpose is spiritual. You know, it's very much, I feel like also your very wise soul with your North node being at that placement in your chart. Like you've gone through a lot of lifetimes and now you're mm -hmm. learning these final lessons about spirituality and about what's beyond earth, you know? Totally. I love it. Yeah. Also Saturn and Aquarius in the first house, which is very Capricorn, but the, you're going through your Saturn return right now. And yours, your Saturn is at, I think 17 degrees. Saturn's at 14 degrees currently. So in the next month or two, you're probably going to start to really feel that Saturn activation. Also something else, look at how many retrogrades you were born under. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and well, the North Node is pretty much always retrograde, but you're born during a lot of retrogrades of the outer planets. So maybe during a time when like society was a little bit backwards, huh. you're kind of born out of this. Just an interesting note. Yeah, lots of fun stuff to look into. Do you have any other questions? Not really. I think it's just like, it's always funny for me to think about how emotional and like so cancer-esque I can be. But then like also like that like Capricorn, the driven, the like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I, I exist in a constant duality and sometimes it makes me feel crazy. But then I just am like... <laughs> This is the beautiful duality that I get to experience every day. So this makes like a lot of sense. And I didn't realize that the Sagittarius, is that the, the um, one you mentioned about like adventure and like. Oh yeah. That? Yeah. I didn't travel. Ever equate Sagittarius with like adventure and travel and like experience. So I, that's like spot on. Like, I don't, I don't it's, know. 
it's definitely that like fun party energy too. So there's a part of you that's like nurtured by going out, having fun, being free in that way. But uh, you know, on like a higher level, Sagittarius is all about expansion, higher education, and even spirituality. So all of those things, like you probably have this deep craving or need to constantly be expanding and learning and, you know, just expanding your awareness in general. Totally. Yeah, I could definitely resonate with that. And it's so funny because I was just talking, I was writing something today and I was like, it's so funny that I could be like backpacking in the wilderness for like five days, like no shower, jumping in the lake, like whatever, off the grid. And then also like really love like a bougie glass of wine with a fur coat out in some aesthetic bar, like in Tulum, like whatever it is. I'm just like, this is again, opposition and duality. At its <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Venus, Venus in the house too, really close to your son. Like everything you're talking about, loving luxury and bouginess. Venus is right at home in that seventh house placement. And then also being so close to your son, you're like, I'm girly. Like I like girly things I, and not even girly, but just that pleasure, that luxury, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking that was such a negative thing when I was younger. My cousins would be like, you're such a valley girl. You're such a valley girl. Like, they'd mimic my California accent. And like, I would always just be like, oh, my God, you know? And so I had <laughs> brothers. And so I was always like trying to fit in with the boys, but then like painting my nails and trying to be girly. So it's been in my life, my whole existence, right? It's like probably just like you said, since childhood, like balancing those masculine and feminine energies. So I was a cheerleader. I was rah, rah. Like I was so this, but also like all my best friends in high school were like guys sometimes in periods, you know, because I didn't want the girl drama, but you know, so it's like, it's just funny how I've been attracted to kind of both energies like my whole life. And now it's outplaying in my business. And that's just how I function. <laughs> Astrology is so cool, especially, you know, you're someone that I knew your big three um, because I went on your retreat last year and we talked about it a little bit. But, you know, I had been following you and kind of communicating with you through social media before that. And then when I learned your big three, I was like, oh, well, that totally makes sense. So for me, it's always fun because I'm like, wasn't necessarily trying to guess. But then once I heard it, it's like, I can't not see that about you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about your journey and how you got here. So you were an elementary school teacher just what, two years ago now? Um, so in June. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my um, gosh. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Did you always want to be a teacher or how did you get into that role? So it's really interesting. Like, I feel like in high school, like I said, I was like cheerleader. I was an ASB. I was vice president. I was yearbook leader, like all these things. I was very like that type A, all of that, you know, went to San Diego state, loved like the beach and all this stuff. And I was a psychology major because I just loved like, honestly, this sounds so stupid thinking about it now, but like, I loved like personality quizzes and like Finding, I, I remember bringing to my yearbook teacher, my yearbook advisor, we were going on a yearbook retreat and I said, can I bring this like your, this um, personality thing so we can all get to know each other better. I had just gone to like a leadership camp or something and he's like, sure. And I'm like, I just want to like learn about people and like connect with people deeper. So I studied psychology and then was like, womp, womp. Like, what am I going to do with a psychology degree? You know, like I don't really want to be a counselor or anything like that, but I've always loved kids. I've always connected with teaching and guiding and just being like a leader really in my life. And so 
I took an opportunity in college to um, do like a work study as a tutor. And I got placed in like an underserved school as like a first grade tutor. And I was just like, I like felt like I found my purpose. I was like, I love these kids. I feel like I was guiding them to be such a light and empower them, like coming from really like not great home lives and not great backgrounds. And that really was like, okay, I can be a guiding light for these kids. So that kind of drove me to like start, you know, getting into the teaching world and whatever. And so when I graduated, I got my credential and started teaching and I I loved it for like the first year. (laughs) And then I was like, kind of coming up into this, like, okay, now I'm an adult, I'm working, like, I'm doing the thing that I thought I loved to do, but I was like, yearning for more. You know, I was just like, I'm fulfilled, but like, how can I be fuller? How could I be like, even brighter? How could I make like my presence and like my impact on the world even more than just being kind of like a teacher that you have once in your lifetime, you know? So that's kind of how it got started and why I became a teacher in the first place. But um, yeah, do you want me to keep going on like the, the next chapter? What? Yeah, I just have to point out, you're like, I don't know why I studied psychology, but also very Sagittarius moon thing to do. <laughs> want to study psychology, by the way. Um, and you know, I, I also want to take a moment here to acknowledge something that you, I think, talked about during the retreat or, or something I've heard you say before, that you were working with young kids and your like mama bear instinct, of course, very Cancer Capricorn, very protector, c- kicked in and you just like wanted to like on an individual level, help all of these kids. So did that play into you starting to feel like a little bit like, I don't know if I'm actually making the impact I want to make or how did that kind of manifest? It's interesting because like you want to save them all. You want to bring them all home. You want to love them up the way that you know they might not be getting loved at home, you know? And that was like so cool to me, right? But I realized that, you know, when I look back on my childhood, I had impactful teachers. Like, don't get me wrong. I have teachers I remember. But I was, like, craving, like, going deeper than just, like, educating, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. I knew my role as an educator wasn't just teaching. I, I liked the teaching aspect of it. But any kid who came into my classroom felt seen and felt loved and felt connected. And I, I felt like my mission was to see them as humans and make them feel loved and warm and welcome just by stepping foot in my classroom and in doing that, you know, they desire to learn, they desire to grow, they desire to ask questions because it's not like, you know, I'm teaching and you have to be on page six or you're going to get in trouble. Like that was not my style at all. So I guess like you could say like my teaching style kind of turned to be a little less by the books and which I was very grateful to be working at a school who also really like by the philosophy of like developing the whole child right and um yeah so I feel like I kind of blended like my psychology and just my my caring cancerian nature um in teaching but realizing like my mission goes bigger than this and like I started tapping into like podcast worlds and like reading self-help books and just being like oh my god there's all these women out here doing incredible things like I kind of want to buy to that too like don't get me wrong. I love this. It's not like I hate teaching. I'm, you know, whatever, but it was just like this need for more. It was like, okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have this desire, this passion like in me. And I realized that's when like impact can only go so far. 
right? I wanted freedom. I wanted wealth. I started to desire these other things rather than just when I was getting into it being like, I just want to impact people and help people and change the world. And then it grew from there, you know? Well, especially when you're working with kids who are, you know, seven years old, it's like you're teaching them basic math and the ABCs. And then you're learning all of this like deep, spiritual, profound, you know, stuff and that you can't teach that unfortunately to a seven-year-old you can kind of uh stoke the sparks a little bit stoke the flames and i hope it grows but uh yeah and i i can relate a little bit because i felt very similar when i left my job in news it was something i was really passionate about and i felt like i was making a difference and i felt like i was doing something important Mm -hmm. and there was almost a sense of guilt leaving it because i was like well the world needs more right. good journalists, right. but I knew I was made for more as well. Did yeah. you feel that sense of guilt when you left or were you, yeah. yeah? Yeah. I mean, like every, like I was like, this sounds so funny to say, but like I was the teacher that I would like want my kids to have, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it felt like really guilty. Even like when my mom would come into my classroom every Tuesday, she'd help me out. And she's like, you were just born for this. You were made for this. The kids love you. You just have something special about you. And so leaving felt like, oh my God, I feel like I'm leaving these kids behind. Or like, I don't want it to seem like I don't care about education anymore or whatever, you know? But at the end of the day, I feel like I served my purpose there. And I hope, you know, that within the five years that I was teaching that those kids will remember me for who I was. And then also like when I first started, I was teaching fifth grade. So now these kids are almost graduating high school. And it's funny now, like one or two of them like have found me on Instagram. And I just got this message the other day that was like, Hey, Miss Lanann, I hope you remember me from your first fifth grade class. They're like, I just want to let you know that I'm so inspired by everything that you're doing. And I was like almost in tears. I'm over here like, I hope no one ever finds me because like (laughs) after school, like not that it's bad or anything, but it's just putting myself out there in a really vulnerable way for parents, for my coworkers, for everyone to see. But it was really cute to see like, you know, years later, almost six years later, right? Someone was like, go Miss LeMann, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Even though it's like boundary, right? But it's like, okay. (laughs) So it did feel hard to leave, but like the fact that my coworkers were really excited for me, the fact that COVID happened, unfortunately, and it was kind of a cluster anyway in the schools. Like a lot of my coworkers are like, you made the right call. Like clearly you're living your passion and it's so fun to see you do this. Like, yeah, we miss you, but the world is your oyster right now, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you start making that transition and how did you start thinking about entrepreneurship as you're still in that stable job, you know, getting salary or, or whatever? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I, um, this all started with photography really like four years ago or whatever. One of my friends, you know, I was like the Instagram filter, like editing picture queen. And one of my friends was like, actually you have a really good eye. Like you, you could probably be a really good photographer. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And I love hiking. I love outdoors. So like one day I just like walked into Mike's camera down here on J street. And I was like, Hmm, like, I think I want to buy a camera. (laughs) So I 
dropped like a thousand dollars, which I was like, how the hell am I going to pay this off? Oh my God. Like what's happening. Right. Bought a camera, started hiking, like taking pictures. And I started getting really into like the like wilderness chick kind of Instagram, like adventure blog kind of lifestyle, whatever. So I'd go on hikes. I take pictures of like landscape and do self portraits of me hiking with my dog and like building a community on Instagram of just like other girls that like to hike and wilderness and sharing cool secret spots and like traveling. I went to Zion. We went to Antelope Canyon, like we, this whole road trip just to like take cool outdoor pictures and like see the world and document it. And, um, at that same time, I actually was like in this place, it was like my very first spiritual awakening. I was like, I feel like there's more out of life. You know, I've always been a very open person. I love deep relationships. I love connection, but I had never really like meditated. I, I loved yoga and I knew that experience of like being connected. And I was like, I just want to know myself more. I was starting to grow unhappy with teaching this newfound love for like sharing my travels and like photography. And so I reached out to a friend who was in this coaching world who I had, Four years ago, I had no idea this industry even existed. And I was like, this friend was kind of on her own spiritual journey. I'm like, how did you do this? Like, how are you so like living free and meditating and all these like cool spiritual things? And she connected me with my very first mentor, my very first coach. So I joined this program and it was called um, uh, Fearlessly Authentic or something. It was like, how to live your most authentic life. I'm like, sign me up. So I go through this program that was literally a freaking fire hose of like personal growth and spiritual growth. It was like meeting my inner child, healing inner child wounds, getting to know myself, you know, like digging back into like my past lives and like all of this stuff that just like blew my mind. And after like 12 weeks of that, I felt so connected with myself in my power. I was like, I can freaking do anything. Like I love me. Like this is so cool. Like, I don't know, had all these connections to my higher self. And there was this like undeniable feeling of me with my camera traveling the world, just like freedom. Right. And it was like one of those things you can't unsee. And so like going to my teaching job felt just like, this isn't it anymore, you know? And so yeah. I really started with, as like with my photography journey and starting to like, you know, ask my friends if I could take pictures of them around town. And like one of my friends, Tori, I was doing like brand shoots before we even called them like brand shoots. We would just like take cute pictures around Midtown. And then family and friends started asking me to do photography for them. And I was like, do I charge people for this? You know? So I started growing my photography business and that really like gave me a taste of like what it would be like to own my own business on my own time, travel when I wanted, you know, be able to like grow my income beyond just my fixed salary rate. And so that was like, bing, okay, you were meant for this every time, even though it was scary and vulnerable. I was like not a good photographer at the time, but I was just like, looking up on Pinterest and watching all these YouTube videos and like trained myself, <laughs> spent hours. And it was just like, okay, Ashley, you have this vision. This is the pathway. Like, even though it's going to be hard, keep doing it. So that's kind of what like got me started. And so what I realized was like, if I can empower women to really get to know themselves and kind of take them through a similar journey that I went on of like self-discovery, what, it, what is your purpose? Which sounds like so big and like a buzzword right now, but like 
what is it that you want out of this one life? And that was like huge for me. Like you don't get a go, you don't get a do over. You don't get a look back in 20 years. And I remember reading this quote and it was like the number one regret of people who are dying say that they wish they lived a life that, that their soul intended versus one that others wanted from them. And I'll mm. forget like, almost tearing up and it again was like another bing like <laughs> don't be yeah. every single day going to a job that's not sparking joy when this other thing is clearly not only making you some extra cash but bringing you joy and helping you like meet new people and it just was like that was kind of the gateway to it all really I think it's the perfect time to bring up a comment. Bailey said, it's the blue and red pill. And I feel like that's totally what you're describing, that awareness. And once you see it or understand it, it's like you can't see your old life the same yeah. way. And I think a spiritual awakening, you know, that's why people yeah. associate the matrix with the spiritual awakening so much because once, you know, it sounds like either that first program or even just that intuitive hit, you got to walk into Mike's cameras. It was just like, there's no going back. Like your higher self kind of pushed you yeah. and then it, it pulled the cover from your eyes. Right. So you're dabbling in photography. You're starting to maybe post a little bit more about women's empowerment, mm -hmm. exploring, okay, what would it be like for me to be this person empowering other people? When was it like, I can't teach anymore. Like, I just, I cannot. Yeah, because, like, I, I feel you. Like I said, you know, I still, and, and you give the disclaimer just like I did. Like, journalism is very important, and I very much respect this profession. And it's, you know, and there's still a respect there. But I think we're similar in that you come to a point that you're just like, I, can't, I this is not what I meant for. Yeah. So it's interesting because when I first started teaching, I was teaching fifth grade. And after three years, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, I just, my heart's not in it. I'm dreading showing up. Like, my photography thing was, like, really exciting to me. I wanted to, like, spend my time. I remember thinking, like, what if I brought my laptop to work and, like, edited photos, like, you know, during my time as teaching. And I was like, this is not how I should be. So I remember talking to my principal, and she was saying, like, the school's growing. We're opening up a first grade classroom. Like, what if it's just like a switching grade level that you need? So I was like, okay, teaching first grade just sounds really fun. Like fifth grade was cool, but they're like angsty teenagers, you know? So I, I switched to first grade and I, I did love it. I, I, I think I was trying to convince myself that I loved it more than like I actually wanted to be there every day. But it was just like the monotony of like not being free of like having to be somewhere and like just like you teaching is not a job where you can just call in sick teaching is not a job where you just take a week off teaching is not a job where you can just leave early and go pick up your kids or whatever it's like you're there and you're on and if you're not there you've got a plan and it's a big deal and I was just like oh my god the dread right and to be honest like I walked in so February 2020 <clears throat> pre-covid my photography business is booming. I have contracted photography shoots for like the next couple months. I was like, mm, I'm, I'm making a, pretty much the same as I'm making with uh, teaching. So it's time. So I walk into my principal's office. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm leaving. I'm so excited. My photography business is growing. I've been helping women like build their brands on social media and help them market, the, you know, the very, very beginning of it all. 
And she was like, wow, that's so great. And then March happened in March, 2020, like COVID happened, everything, like the world just like shut down. Right. We all know, we all remember. <clears throat> and all of my photography clients canceled, like the weddings I had booked, the like brand clients I had booked. Everyone was just so scared to like meet up. So I was like, Oh my God, my business just crumbled in front of me. Like my chance for freedom, my opportunity, like everything just like fell apart. And I was devastated. Like I remember freaking out. I called my principal and I was like, can I have my job back? You know, And she's like, Hold on. of course, like this is unprecedented times. Like, like yes, please come back, please. <laughs> we love you. We don't want you to go like perfect. So it kind of started then and then teaching through 2020 and 2021 was kind of like the year that I was like, next year, this time, I don't care if I, whatever, like it is happening. I'm not going back to this. I'm not doing this. I'm going to set myself up to make sure that I have enough savings that if I, all my photography contracts cancel, that I can be good for like six months to a year or whatever. And that's when I really freaking doubled down. That's when I started like really hitting home with like the whole coaching thing because I figured, well, if we're in COVID and no one wants to meet up in person, like what are skills that I can guide women on or lead women on? You know, what are these like journeys that I can facilitate that I can do from my computer? Right. And so I really just mapped out like what it took for me to start my photography business, what it took for me to feel like an empowered woman who's in control of my life. And that's not being controlled by reacting to the circumstances of my life. And I joined, like I paid $5,000, joined a business coaching school and was like, okay, show me the way. And that was like the ticket in. And that was like March, 2020 was when I really was like, okay, I'm, I've got to figure out another way. Like I see prosperity proof in front of me from all these incredible women in the coaching world and in making it it's so freaking possible for me like if they can do it I can do it and it just like kind of grew from there to be honest of like this feeling yeah. of like make it work you know and now you do that for other women, showing them like right. it is possible. I'm doing it. So your first group coaching program was born out of the pandemic then. Yes. Yeah. It was called Block to Bliss. And it was like moving through like all of the mental blocks to live like in alignment and live in a state of bliss to whether it's, you know, leaving the relationship, leaving the job, like going after what you want, like, or making peace with this is what I want. You know, I'm a very big advocate for like, just because I preach freedom and travel and entrepreneurship doesn't mean that that's the right path for everyone. You know, like that's just the path that lights me up. And so at the very beginning, before I was a business coach, I was an empowerment coach. I just wanted to empower women to own their life. And I think it gets really sticky because we see so many different options for life on social media that we start attaching like oh, well, this is my life and that's their life. And I kind of want that. So I'm not happy anymore. And it's like, mm. get clear on what makes you happy, whether that's going to work every day, whether that's teaching, whether that's working at Starbucks and meeting people every day, whatever it is. And like follow that bliss and like stop, like shut off that piece of you that thinks you should have to do something or, you know what I mean? It was just like yeah. shifting from that state of like being disempowered by, you know, this alternate reality that you could have and just owning the fact that what do you want and like how can you be happy with the life that you have 
or go after what you want. Like if it's time to make a change, right? You know, I called this episode Letting Your Soul Lead Your Business because I feel like your journey is just proof like time and time again, you kind of let your soul lead the way, even walking into the camera store or, you know, uh, having the awareness of like, I want to edit photos at my teaching job. Like, again, it's just like the ability to listen to yourself is is huge and know yourself. So as you have Let Your Soul Lead Your Business, it's interesting that you're talking about Uh, you know, blocks to bliss coming out of maybe a dark period. And also you started a huge aspect of your business during a time that was really tough for everybody. So, you know, how important is it to um, have those? I am under the the belief that, you know, everybody kind of has to go through some shit Mm -hmm. in order to have a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. I've heard other people say like, no, 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 you don't have to blah, blah, blah. Personally, that's not my experience. So do you think that that's kind of a pivotal part of either awakening in your business or awakening in life or just leveling up in general is going through difficulties? Yeah. I feel like I call these like your bathroom floor moment. Like when you're on the bathroom floor crying or in misery and you you just are like, what the heck is happening? Like something is not lining up in my life right now whether like you are leaving a relationship or you like this whole thing with the pandemic happened I thought I was leaving my job and then that got squashed and I was just like what the heck right and I really believe in like the natural cycles of death and rebirth and death and rebirth and death and rebirth and I feel like as women and as humans just in general you know we go through these like rising and falling and rising and falling the death and rebirth cycle so many times but it takes that death to birth something new, like to spark something new. And so it's always like beauty is born out of tragedy. Beauty is born out of these situations. You know, this is like the philosophical, like I think people talk about this all the time, but it's so true. But in those moments, it feels so uncomfortable. And so like, you're in so much like despair because where you are is not the reality that you want to live in. But if it was just lukewarm, you'd never be pushed to make a change. So I think it kind of has to get to that breaking point where it's like, guide me, God, universe, spirit, source. Like I can't take this anymore. I am so unhappy. I'm so unfulfilled. I'm so whatever it is, like show me the next move. Right. And I, I really focus on this concept. Speaking of like, you know, masculine and feminine is like when you're feeling that way, I think the best thing that you can come back to is like this dream space of like allowing yourself to dream again and like trying to vision like what that would be. And I always say, you don't need to know the full plan. You just need to know the first step, right? So like the first step of going into the camera store, the first step of when I tried to quit my job in the beginning, you know, it's like, I didn't know that the pandemic was going to happen and all of this stuff was going to happen, but I knew that I needed to make a change, right? So it's like, of course, things kind of have to come crashing down until you realize like, what's my next option? Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that as business owners, we go through that so many times and like, it's it's kind of an inevitable, inevitable part of, of growing, you know, it's like allowing needs to die 
to die, allowing the identities that you thought you were to shed so that you can step into this like new reality, this new person that you're trying to become and like actively try to become that instead of just like sitting in the like limbo gray zone, you know? Right. And it's the power of intention, I think, because even if you take that first step and you don't take the second one for even another year, it's like putting that energy out to the universe or that message. Like I'm ready for something else. I want to move in this direction. I'm experiencing that with my business and my life right now. Things I said and intended a year, two, even three years ago are finally starting to come to fruition. And I didn't necessarily have a timeline or I wasn't super attached to them. It's just it's kind of this awareness of like, oh, I guess I did set that intention. Yeah. And something I think you'll appreciate is something I've heard you say many times working with you is take messy action, kind of like what you're talking about. Just take the first step. Yeah. And I was meeting with some of my girlfriends who we were doing like little business planning meeting. And one of my best friends, she's fantastic, but she's in that space right now of just trying to like get something going. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you've got to take messy action. And I saw for her like light bulb, you know? And I was like, oh, I didn't think <laughs> that, that one little statement was going to just like, you know, you know, never really know what's going to land with someone. And then on her business Instagram page, she posts a little thing that says take messy action. And I'm just like, how amazing that like, you know, you introduced that concept to me. That became part of my vocabulary. I introduced it to her. She's sharing yeah. it on social media. Right. So, you know, like, can you touch on that? Like the, the chain effect that you're having, that we're all having just by putting ourselves out there and even just taking that one step. Yeah. I mean, that's literally why... I do what I do, right? Because when I was pivoting into business coaching, I was like really scared to leave the spiritual empowerment world behind because I'm like, I don't want to just be like, do business, you know, like super masculine. Like I saw like, you know, we see business gurus online and I'm just like, I, I don't want to be like that, you know? But for me, I work with spiritual entrepreneurs and my whole vision is like one light lights the world. Because if I can help you with the business tools and the marketing tools to share your gift, imagine all those people that you're going to then heal with whatever healing modality you use. And then imagine those people in their lives, how their relationships, their partnerships, their relationship with their kid is going to be influenced because they were healed by you. And then their kids are going to grow. It's just it's mind blowing to me. Like I literally feel like when we can walk like shoulder and shoulder and like help everybody in our communities, they take that, they become a better, brighter, more inspired, happy, fulfilled version of themselves. And I feel like that's why I love working with spiritual entrepreneurs because we all have these gifts, right? We all have these healing modalities, whether we're, you know, doing Reiki healing or past life regression or hypnotherapy or just like highly sensitive persons like life coach, whatever it is, all of these people are helpers, they're light seers, they're light givers, right? And one of my old coaches, she was just like, you know, we're changing the vibration of the planet. And that always stuck with me because I'm literally like, oh my God, we're like, we're all doing this for the betterment of humanity, right? And it's not like we're just in it to make money or in it to like, you know, whatever. It's like, there's a deeper purpose behind it. And it is that power of impact. And like, 
impact, freedom, and wealth are like my three cornerstones of my business. They have been, always will be. That is something that drives me every single day. And I feel so much more fulfilled with this level of impact that, and I know I'm just getting started, than I was when I was teaching. It was like there was a cap, right? It was like, help a kid, help mm -hmm. a kid, help a kid. With this, it's like, help these women, help their community, help their families, help their generations, like heal generational wealth, like help them create generate. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's mind blowing. <laughs> oh, I got goosebumps. Just, yeah, no, really. It's, you know, the impact of one person can impact the entire world. But speaking of being so passionate about it, I'm in the same mode. You know, I think it's like, once you are really leaning into your purpose and you're feeling very fulfilled by your work, it's like, if I heard people say it before I started this endeavor, like you're just going to want to do it all the time. It's going to feel so easy. Creation's just going to flow out of you. It's not mm -hmm. going to feel like you have to go to work. And I am hundred percent there, like yeah. working more than I probably ever worked, but it all, I just want to do it. Like I don't want right. to do anything else. I would rather just like research and write about astrology than watch a TV show or anything like that. Yeah. However, I think this is a really good time to talk about balancing our masculine and feminine because I'm in that place, right? And I'm just like, go, 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 go. I have all these ideas. I have so many projects going on, so many things I want to do. And I am right now personally having a hard time pulling myself away and like mm -hmm. nurturing my body and slowing down yeah. and, you know, kind of leaning into that feminine receiving energy, even like a lot of my practices like meditation and journaling have kind of taken a back seat because I'm just yeah. so in production mode. Yeah. So what is your advice to other people in the same space and how have you navigated this? Cause I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure you've been there too. Totally. Yeah. So I will say it's normal. It's normal and a good sign to be really excited about something, right? That is a green light. You're on your path. You're in alignment. You're in flow, whatever that is. However, I have experienced major burnout. In September, October, I was like facing the brink of it. And I was like, oh, it's coming. I was like, you know, I was like the retreat, my masterminds, my programs, Elevated Entrepreneur. Like I was like, summer was like hustle, flow, adventure, living life. Like, oh my God, amazing. And then like November hit and I just felt this like dread. I was just like, I can't work another day and I have people to serve. I have a community to lead. Like, oh my gosh, like I was sacrificing, you know, my morning routines because I felt like I just needed to keep working and all these things. And I literally, and this is a little bit vulnerable, but like I kind of drove myself into this like spiral in like November, December, where I was just like, who am I without the business? Who am I without making $10,000 a month? Who am I? You know, like I was talking to my master class, who am I without all of this stuff, you know? And that's when it like clicked another like bing moment. <laughs> my life happens in these like moments of clarity after like a downward spiral, like we just talked about, right? Of like, come back to being you. Like what, who is Ashley? behind closed doors who is actually like when she's dreaming and adventuring out by herself right and so I think sometimes it's really exciting to ride those periods of highs and it's really you know up and up and up and it you have to kind of go through it to like know when to like know how to balance it out I feel like the word balance is like 
kind of hard because I feel like it's very separate. Like I'm either in masculine or feminine, right? And it's like, we want balance, but I think we want harmony, right? We want mm. harmony. We want like, and I heard this on a podcast too. And when she said harmony, I was like, oh my God, like that is the word that we're searching for here, right? Because it's not an act of, of this. We're always going to be off kilter, right? But if our life is just this harmony of like, you're noticing, you're working a lot right now, right? You're noticing that. So it's like the intentionality of like turning off, turning your phone off, putting it in the drawer, going out, like doing something just for yourself, whether that's like every Monday, like having a date with yourself and just checking in and giving yourself that space. If it's like, Hey, I can't commit to this every single morning. Do it once a week. Do it twice a week. What's like a little thing? Because I can tell you from experience is like when I'm working and I'm succeeding and I'm achieving, I'm not fulfilled unless I'm replenishing my spirit and my soul and I'm dreaming and I'm in that like feminine flow, right? When I'm out on a trail with no service and like feeling the sun on my skin and like crying because life is so beautiful and abundant and this planet is like floating in the sky like what the hell right and it's like those moments I'm like oh yeah this is why I'm doing this I'm not doing this for the hustle right the hustle is great it makes money and it's awesome but there has to be that harmony of like knowing I think self-awareness is key right knowing when you're feeling that and not letting it get to a breaking point where you want to pull away. And I started to notice, you know, a big red flag for me is when I started resenting working on my business, something that I love so much. That's like my pride and joy, my purpose on this planet. <clears throat> when I started like, I don't want to be on Instagram today. I don't want to post. I don't have anything to say. I don't, you know, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is a time to come back to me. And so really like it took, being super freaking honest with myself and being like, what are, what are the stories that are operating in my mind right now? And like I shared in that masterclass, it was the like, work more, do more. You're not good enough. If you don't achieve, then no one's going to like you or you're not going to be accepted. You're, you have something to prove, you know? And I was like, this isn't worth it. This is not worth it. Like, I am someone who loves life. I want to live it to the fullest. It sounds so cheesy, but I'm like, I'm not doing this when I'm just like putting so much self-inflicted pressure on myself. Right. So I think it's a dance. I think everyone kind of has to learn what they can tolerate and what their own kind of unique harmony is. I would never shame a woman for waking up early and just being so excited to work on her business. That is amazing. I will also never shame someone for being like, I need to turn my computer off for a full freaking week and not look at anything except the trees outside. You need mm -hmm. to take you, right? So I think it's about just really getting honest with yourself. And if you're enjoying the season of the high and the work, write it out. If you're like, oh my God, I'm tired. I feel like I just need to keep going because money, likes, whatever it is, that's when you know it's time to like put the kibosh, take a day off, go outside, like put your phone away and like connect back with you right and your whole mission mm -hmm. on this planet and get like excited to just be you and hang out with you for the day you know yeah so many good little nuggets in there and you know coming off of taking your master class and you know just learning a lot of what you've been teaching yeah. again it comes back to awareness but also 
being kind to yourself. You know, you, yeah. you touched on this being, we sometimes can be so hard on ourselves and like, we need to reach this goal or we need right. to do this to be worthy. Like quickly, what exercises or what things do you recommend for people who are in that space? I know that like, you know, I have my post-it on my window behind my computer right now and I know you know what it says. <laughs> can I share it? Am I allowed to come? Oh on? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first thing is like your mornings are so powerful. And when I got into like the I don't have time to meditate and do kundalini and journal and pull a tarot card because that's a lot, right? And my mind is like, okay, in the morning I'm feeling energized and I want to get my content created and all that stuff. So a perfect morning practice is, and I, I heard this on a podcast from Serena fucking Kerrigan because that's what she goes by that. She changed her middle name to fucking Kerrigan, fucking, so whatever. And so I wrote on a sticky note, like I'm Ashley fucking Linan and I put it on my mirror. And so every morning I read that out loud to myself as I'm like brushing my teeth. I'm like, I'm Ashley fucking Linan. And I give myself a high five in the mirror. That's another like Mel Robbins. Amazing. It's just like the most empowering little like jolt you can get in the morning. So if anything, if you're like, I don't have time to meditate for 30 minutes, I don't have time, blah, 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 blah. You have time to tell yourself, I'm actually fucking Linan. Give yourself a high five in the mirror. Simple, done, perfect, right? The other thing that I do when I'm in the shower, and if I'm like, my showers are very reflective. I have like a little like waterproof journal in my shower and I like write down some things sometimes. It's really funny. I told I tell my clients to always get it because that's where a lot of my downloads come because I'm very connected to water, cancer. <laughs> so like for me, if I need a cleanse, like jumping in a river, jumping in a lake, something like going in the shower, like that fills me, you know what I mean? So when I'm in the shower, I literally visualize like, money showering down on me like love oh. showering down on me like just I'm literally so cognizant of the abundance of water molecules that are literally rinsing me off and how good the soap smells and I literally just like have this like sensual experience in my shower I'm just like I love me I love this body you know I am so grateful to be me and I I kind of self-coach myself. It's like my own little like vortex bubble. I feel really good. I feel really clean. I feel like connected to myself. And it's like a time for me to just like visualize like whatever I desire, like showering over me, right? So it's kind mm -hmm. of another fun thing. I'm, I'm a big like practical magic kind of girl. So I'm like, if you don't have time for this shit, do it during like a normal task, right? So like everyone takes a shower, right? You have time to take a shower. You have time to coach yourself while you're in your shower. And when you step into your shower, you're going to leave a different person when you step out of that shower. And you don't even have to set aside time to do this outside of your normal routine, right? So stuff mm -hmm. like that, I feel like my showers are very reflective. And I'm like, mental check-in. Like, like, what if I've been, like, talking? Like, how is my mental, like, um, chatter right now? Like, is it empowering or is it disempowering? And if it's, like, filling with, like, oh, my God, you forgot to respond to that email and you're so annoying and, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, no. Ashley, I love you. You're so awesome. You're Ashley fucking Lanann. You know what I mean? It's, like, that time to really catch myself because you're alone, nine times out of ten, right? You're always alone in the shower. So like that is a time like I always recommend to check in with yourself, right? It's a very vulnerable time, right? You're standing there naked, whatever. And so it's a time where you're really 
connected to your thoughts and your spirit, I feel. <laughs> and I think it's like a, yeah, it's like a muscle memory thing too. You know, once you start infusing those intentional practices into your daily routines, it just becomes yeah. muscle memory to, if, if it's journaling mantras or whatever it is, once you're starting to do something on the regular, it just becomes second nature. And then you can build on that and add other things into your practice. And, you know, one more thing on sort of nurturing yourself, because you've talked about being kind to yourself. A lot of these practices are just taking care of your inner child on a basic level by like, you know, telling yourself, like, I got you, you know, you can do it. I am Olivia yeah. fucking De Janeiro. Like, I mean, don't say that to a child, but, <laughs> you know, like, it, that is really empowering and telling your inner child on a subconscious level, I'm safe right now. I got this. But something else you have said, I think during the program I did with you mm-hmm. at some point, I remember you said, I write down every morning, like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah. And, Saying those words is like, I have a lot of blocks around that, that I've been working through recently and, you know, for a lot of different reasons, Mm -hmm. but saying that to yourself is actually surprisingly hard if you're not used to it. Yeah. Because I would say 90% of our day as ambitious and driven women, we are constantly bombarded with we're not doing enough. You're not being enough. People are better than you. The comparison, the social media, like it's so distracting, right? That we're like giving our power away and we're like never feeling a hundred percent like I fucking got this, you know? And so in the morning, like again, do it in the shower, doing it while you're brushing your teeth, something like as soon as you wake up and set your feet on the ground, like repeating, you know what I mean? Like having a moment to yourself, like as soon as you wake up, just the like hand on your heart, I love you. I love you. I love you. Today is going to be such a great day. You're already so smart and talented and whatever it is you want to tell yourself. But, um, yeah, like if you don't, if you don't like create your own identity and remind yourself of who you are, you're going to let the world create it for you by just like your perception of other people's judgments of who they perceive you to be, which 99% of the time are true, right? Everyone in your community thinks you're this badass, inspiring, powerful fucking goddess, but you're saying like, oh my God, these people, like, I'm not good enough. And it's like, no one, you're, this is a false projection in so many ways, right? So it's like, decide who you are every single day. Show up as that person because that's the, that that's like, who you are and that's what people see you as and so it's like cut out the middleman of the like okay what is this like judgment or perception it's like be here for you first and I guarantee you you'll show up so much different throughout your day when you've got you and something else I want to like point out too is like even in the middle of my day right I'm very ADD I'm very scattered I have a zillion projects I'm so excited I'm a generator I just like have all these ideas all the time So, of course, I have my to-do list, and sometimes I get distracted, like, oh, my God, I'm human. But instead of being like, God, Ashley, you're so stupid, you get distracted all the time. If I catch myself in that thought, I literally am like, nope, delete, that's not true, Ashley, you're an amazing goddess, you are noticing this thought right now. How about we take time to finish this one task before we leap over the other? Close the tab, put it on your to-do list, get to it later. These are, like, simple things. I literally, this is my brain talk every single day. I'm never going to be like the most perfectly organized, like structured person. That's just not my personality. So instead of fighting against it and beating myself up for it, 
It's about accepting it, being like, okay, Ashley, you are amazing and creative and creative minds aren't that organized all the time, but let's like be kind to ourselves when we feel ourselves drifting, steer back to what we need to get done, get this done, and you're going to feel so much better. Like get a little piece of candy afterward to reward yourself, whatever it is. Go take yourself out for a coffee because you did such a good job today finishing that project. Point blank period, right? It's like you have to be in control of what you're telling yourself. Because if you're going on day after day after day feeling like, oh, I dropped the ball again and I'm never going to do it. And you start beating yourself up. Like that is what keeps you stuck. That is what makes you feel like life is like, you're just reacting to life instead of like controlling your life, you know? So I think number one, be kind to your inner child and your inner talk because you're with yourself for your whole life. Yeah, the voice inside your head is the only person you will 100% be with your whole life, right? It's really amazing, too, to hear the arc of your whole story, starting with this interest in studying psychology and just to see that carry through really everything you do. And, of course, you're a business coach, you're a spiritual coach, you help people with personal development, but all of the things you're talking about and in every program or masterclass I've done with you, it's like... It's not even about business, you know? It's not like this is the right way to run your business or this is how to get more followers. It's just like be fucking nice to yourself like, and just empower yourself. Like you are amazing. And sometimes it takes hearing someone else telling us that and encouraging us doing that to do it for ourselves. Um, So just a couple quick questions for you. How important has it been for you to have a mentor to put those practices into the back of your mind? It's been night and day. I literally, like, ever since that program where I had, like, my spiritual awakening, I was like, oh, my God, if she can, if this person can guide me to this, like, new, better version of myself, like, what other coaches can I find out there? You know what I mean? I'm, like, profound. Like, you are not just, like, doing talk therapy. You're not just, like you know, doing these things day by day, you are learning how to embody a different part of you and show up as a different part of you. So having mentors, it's like human, again, back to my psychology roots, like behaviorism. We have to see someone doing the thing that we want to do and watch them do it and how they do it so that our behavior can start to assimilate to the habits, the phrases, the mindset, the organization, whatever it is, so that we actually become them, right? If you hang out with someone who's, a, you know, one person can hang out with an entrepreneur who's driven and go-getter and all these things, and their best friend can hang out with someone who never gets off their couch, who's going to become an entrepreneur, right? It's like about the people you surround yourself with. So if you look around at your friends and you're the only one having these like big conversations and dreaming and being like, no, fuck, I don't want a nine to five. Like I want a big life. I want to be rich. Like I want money, you know, and be unapologetic about that. If you're the only one having those types of thoughts or conversations in your friend group, there is no better way to excel at what you want than putting yourself in an intentional circle where women want the same thing and are doing it. You know, in the mastermind I'm in right now, women are making anywhere from, you know, $100,000 a month to they're hitting their million dollar years. And it's like, while I'm not there yet, it's like being in the room around conversations that these women are having for whatever stage you are in the journey. It's like igniting that fire within me that keeps me going every single day. Right. Because if I was over here 
I always say this, business is not hard. The business strategies are very simple, right? It's the it's the putting yourself out there. It's the what happens if this didn't go as planned. It's the put like being on Instagram and opening yourself up to judgment or people's differing opinions or whatever it is, right? That's the hard part. So yeah, we know how to like post on in, like downloading Instagram and knowing how to run the app and marketing like the steps. That's why I never really like teach from just the steps because those are easy. I teach you mm-hmm. two five minutes, you can go do it. But when you go do it, you're going to be like, oh my God, do I sound like really bossy? Like, oh my God, are these people like, oh my God, am I really going to charge $5,000? Like, will anyone pay that? Like, what are my friends going to think if I'm like, anyone paying me $10,000? You know, that's the shit that keeps you stuck. And then you don't post and you don't keep going. But, you know, under mentorship, they're like, you, you see what's possible for yourself, right? And you buy into a new narrative the one that empowers you, the one that keeps you walking as your highest self, regardless of all that other like human earth level level chatter is what I call it. It's just like all that stuff isn't really there because when you surround yourself with people who are actively trying to be their higher selves and push themselves and break comfort zones every day, you naturally, (laughs) inevitably, like become a different person, you know, and like Mm -hmm. it's invaluable on my journey. I've never like not had a mentor in my corner or a community supporting me or whatever, because it's just like, it's so powerful, you know? Yeah. And even signing up for the masterclass or signing up for the program, even if it's not a $5,000 program, even if it's a free masterclass, it all comes back to taking the step, taking messy action, just putting that energy out there. Like I'm open to receiving, I'm open to leveling up, you know? And, you know, talking about Instagram, really one of the last big questions I have for you is what has showing up authentically and unapologetically done for you and your business? Yeah, this is great because I always used to, my, my like claim to fame at the beginning of my whole like business branding journey was like, I grew my photography business without even talking about photographers or photography, right? I was like seeing other photographers online just posting like family photos and like, Oh my God, doesn't this bride look so beautiful and all this stuff. And I'm here like posting a family photo and being like, so today I had like an energetic breakdown and like, you know, I just start in the caption just like would share my story and be like, like, what do you guys think about this topic or X, Y, Z? And like I created community because I was creating conversation. And when it comes to building a business, it's literally all you really need to be good at is communication, conversation. What better way to start conversation than to open yourself up to be vulnerable about life? Because guess what? Humans connect with humans. And like, that's how my photography business really took off. I was myself on Instagram. I was my quirky, fun, sharing whatever happened throughout my life. When you met me in person, you got that same level of this is Ashley, right? I make you feel good. I share, I'm whatever, right? You're awkward. I'm awkward. So no big deal. And then people talk, people remember the way that you make them feel. So if women come into my coaching programs, whatever it is, and I don't sugarcoat anything, I share like my coaching journey pretty transparently, like the highs, the lows, everything in between, because everyone feels that, but not many people are willing to share that because we glorify the highs and the wins. And my whole business has been founded on 
honesty, transparency, being open, being authentic. And I feel like I attract deep, thoughtful women because they appreciate that level of connection. I'm not just in the turn, like I'm not just in the business to turn businesses and like help them make money and like not have a, a personal connection because I wouldn't be fulfilled. My purpose here is connecting with women, empowering them to be the best version of themselves because nine times out of 10, you already know the answers to any business question you could ask me. If I really was like, what would you do first? What do you think is your next first step? And 99% of the time, you know, (laughs) right? It's just like that not trusting yourself. And so it's just, it's building that level of trust it's building that level of connection. And I would say for anyone starting a business, start to just share a little bit more authentically because people love that shit. Think about why we love reality TV. Think about why we want to read tabloids of like, ooh, secrets of this person's life. It's like, we're nosy as fuck. We by nature want to know like things that are a little taboo or people might not share because we all feel more human when we hear that right? Yeah. So that's what it's about for me, you know, and I have created amazing relationships. That's why I use Instagram, like amazing humans. I met you like, are you kidding me? Case in point, like, that's why we're all here. (laughs) Well, and that's the beauty of social media, right? It does give us that opportunity to just be real. It doesn't have to be this polished website or anything like, you know, 10 years ago, marketing your business was, you had to have the ad or the flyer or whatever, and it had to look polished. Now it's like people actually want to connect with real people. And one last question for you, as you were talking about trust, I was like, I have to ask you this. Going through seasons of uncertainty, even starting a business, How important is trust when trusting something higher than yourself, when you're embarking on a new journey or leveling up wherever you're at in your business or in your life, how important is trust? It's it's like the only thing, right? It's like faith, right? It's like asking someone to believe in something that you can't see yet. That is the definition of entrepreneurs entrepreneurship is believing in something without seeing the result, without seeing what's going to happen. It's literally just like, I'm going to just fly. Like I'm just going to jump off and see what happens. Right. And I, I full heartedly believe that like we cannot fail. Like failure, I feel like has such a negative connotation to it because in, in our lives, if you're listening, whoever is here, right. In your life, if you ever think like, I failed, right? Okay, well, what did that mean? It means you grew. It means you learned a lesson. It means you can look in hindsight. They don't say hindsight is 2020 for no reason, right? And learn something really amazing that's going to propel you forward to the next chapter. So I feel like trust is key. But on the other side of that is also knowing that literally you cannot fuck it up. You cannot fail. If you launch something and it's a flop, well, guess what? You learned that that's not what your audience resonates with. Maybe you didn't even like it from the start and you just thought that was popular or what would sell, right? And so it's like, okay, I trusted myself to go for it. Check. I tried it. Check. I took messy action. Check. What did you fail at? There's literally nothing. There's nothing bad to look at with that, with that mindset, right? Versus not trying it at all, right? So it's like you have to trust yourself. Like I said, just to take that one next action. And I will speak like 
right now I'm going through this huge up level in my business. Like I'm changing so many things. I'm going through this big rebrand. Like I'm basically burning my business to the ground, re-emerging as this new exciting thing. Do I know what it's going to look like? Hell no. Do I know what it's going to be like in a year? Is my vision going to come true? I don't know. But did I book a really freaking fun photo shoot and just like go balls to the wall with my new like aesthetic and vision? Yeah. Did I just hire someone to help me with my graphics? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, trust the next right action that comes up intuitively, right? Book the photo shoot, hire the designer, like start planning, like every day, brain dump your ideas and breathe, like coming back to the dream, right? Dream. When you're in that dream state, the next right action is becomes instantly available to you, right? It's like allow your life just like visualize like a really good visual. Just like allow your life to just like unfold in front of you, right? What is this path like illuminating? And like, you know, if you're just like, what's the first step? What's one right thing I can do? What's one person I could reach out to today? Who's one person I could just share this dream with? Because who knows what, who they know or what, you know what I mean? It's just... Mm -hmm. it's just trusting yourself to hold the vision and trust that whatever the outcome is, is like perfect in what's meant for you at that time. Yeah. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're guided, you're protected, all of the things to do with trust. And, you know, I'm so excited to see what you're doing with your business. I know you've been putting little teasers out and I'm like, Ooh, uh, but as you were saying that, I just have to pull up your chart one more time because throughout this conversation, you know, I'm like Jupiter and Virgo, Jupiter and Virgo, like, huh, we are Jupiter in the eighth house, like trying to place yeah. it with you. And Jupiter in the eighth house, I'm like, your abundance comes from burning it down and, and rebuilding. Like that's eighth house energy. Energy, death and rebirth, you know, <laughs> and then totally supporting your mission. The 12th house is all about trust too. And your North node in the 12th house, your purpose is very much, you know, trust leaning into that higher power and showing other people how to do it too. So just, I had, you know, I had to point it out. So we end all of these conversations with a card pull and I'm going to pull from a yogic path by Sahara Rose. It's like a monster of a box. <laughs> But while I'm shuffling and getting everything ready, I'm going to pull up your Instagram and please let people know how they can work with you, how they can find you. I'll also put your handle up right now so people can follow you. But what do you have going on? I know you're keeping some things under wraps. Yeah, I'm keeping some things under wraps. But right now, um, a really awesome way to work with me is my business accelerator. It's called The Elevated Entrepreneur. And this is like business school for spiritual entrepreneurs who want to learn how to market their message, create a movement online, and really just like get their healing modalities out to the masses, right? I work with, you know, a lot of spiritual coaches, hypnotherapists, um, you know, of that like who they're like, how do I find clients? Like that's, that's the biggest question that I get, right? How do I find clients on Instagram? So inside this program, I teach all of my juicy, magical marketing strategies that just feel good. And a lot of it is way more simple than you think. Um, but yeah, this is an accelerated 12 week program with other female entrepreneurs where if you have like an idea for a business or maybe you're like a couple months in, maybe you're even a year in and you're just like, it's just not landing right? Then join this program. It's so much fun. I lead it personally, which is very rare for business coach schools or business coaching programs. Um, it's very intimate. It's very small. I cap it at like seven or 10 women every time. So it's like 
eyes on your business with a visionary and someone who's been there to help you grow. As you can see, I've been having a lot of fun with my reels lately. I mean. I'm very just like funny, whatever kind of person. And I feel like that's a huge way to bring out my personality. So yeah, come along. You can send me a message on Instagram. We start next week. So there's a little bit of like, let's get this going. But my mission is truly to help like all the female spiritual entrepreneurs. Like, like I said, that ripple effect, right? So by teaching you the strategies that you can show up, like simple three things a day, really, to grow your business and be paid well for it. One of my cornerstones is wealth. I believe in creating wealth in your own life and just being like having, you know, your presence and your experiences in life bring you wealth, but also like making money because I have no shame in wanting to be rich and have money to do good things in the world and help other women do the same. So. Absolutely. And you have inspired me to start dancing more on Instagram because I am, you know, I'm a passionate person about dance too. So I have to thank you for that. You know, seeing seeing you do it, I'm like, I can do that too. Exactly what we've been talking about. Okay. Are you ready for your card? I'm ready. Okay. Let's see. What do we need to know from today's conversation? Okay, these are yoga cards, and I am not an avid yogi, so I might mess up the pronunciation of this. Vishuddha? I don't know. I will look up what it means, but here, let me uh, let me hide this. Vishuddha, I think. If you're watching and you're more uh, <laughs> yogically inclined, let me know if I'm totally butchering that. But let's find out what it means. Because, you know, there's always a message. And also, I need your recommendations for Oracle cards, too. Because oh I know you're the so queen many. of Oracle cards. Yeah. I know. I need to get more. Another retreat. I have so many decks. And it's so funny because I just bought, um, we were in Tahoe for my friend's 30th last weekend. And I bought her an Oracle deck. And we were all kind of sitting around doing them. And this group of friends, like, is not my most spiritual group of friends, right? But it brought so much lightness and conversation and like getting them just like to dream again, you know, like of like what's possible. And um, it's funny, one of my friends like pulled this card that was like, get off the treadmill, get off the treadmill of life, like slow down, all this stuff. And after we got back, she like got sick. She like stopped. She didn't work out for a week. And she was like, Ashley, that card said, get off the treadmill of life. And then I like got sick and I was forced to just like relax and give up everything. I'm like, yep, that was the universe being like, slow down or you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> Oracle cards are like a great gateway drug into spirituality. Right. I always give exactly. people decks that are a little bit curious and then they start working with them themselves. And mm -hmm. it's like a light bulb turns on because you can't deny, you know, that it's, that there's connection. Okay. So Vishuddha, Vishuddha, I don't know. But it rules the throat chakra, which I think is perfect for both of us. We're very talkative people. And here's what it says. You came into this world to speak and express, and you are doing so beautifully. Now is the time to let your unique vibration shine. Speak your truth, write your message, sing your soul's language, express your innate art. This is a wonderful time to begin any communication-related project like a book, podcast, or business, or to take your existing project to the next level. 
This throat chakra reminds us to speak our truth, so continue to share what's on your mind with your closest relationships. Remember that it is just as essential to listen as it is to speak, and great communication skills comes in mastering both. Listen to those around you to deepen relationships and listen to those who inspire you to deepen wisdom. Know that most communication is not in the words spoken, but rather in their expression. This is the time for you to craft your own. You know, I just, it's so perfect for everything we just talked about. I feel like if you're watching this uh, or listening, however you're finding this conversation, if you got this far, you know, this is that green light, that ticket for you to really lean into everything Ashley shared. Yeah, be authentic, share your voice. And, you know, I think for both of us as well, just confirmation that we're on the right path, or that's how I see it. I love that so much. That was definitely like this new project thing that I have coming up is it's just like I got this hit in September after a reading with one of my clients and I got the message that was like you've done it the way that you've been told to do it this whole way it's time to like burn to the ground and do it your way and like amplify your voice and your mission and message and it's like yeah (laughs) there it is yeah Yeah. And also, as you're saying that too, Jupiter's in Pisces opposing your Jupiter in Virgo right now. So this is going to be a big, like abundant shift for you in the death and rebirth. And just, I see this like really activating your abundance. And I am just so freaking excited. I'm like on the edge of my seat. Like, what is she going to do next? I can't wait. I can't wait for you. so fun. Yeah. It's minor tweaks, but bigger impact. I'm so, so excited. Yep. Uh, well, I can't wait to find out. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart for having this conversation with me, for sharing your energy with us, and just for all of the wisdom that you have imparted through social media and your programs over the past year or two that I have connected with you. It's been it's been life-changing for me, and I'm just so grateful I get to share you with other people now. I know. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. I absolutely love having these conversations. Cause like I said, if it's not in your immediate friend group, having these conversations then find your people because they exist, mm. get in the room with them, talk about your dreams, bring life to them. And so just thank you for giving me this platform and this opportunity to have these conversations. I think it's so important, you know, and for the people listening, it's like that ripple effect, right? Like take something from this conversation for yourself, share it with your friend, whatever it is. And yeah. So fun. Yes, to you watching, I'm so grateful for you showing up to this conversation, showing up for yourself, however you found this. Uh, It's always divine timing. So thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'll be back in a couple weeks. I'm listening to Ashley and taking a couple weeks off. I'll be in Hawaii, leaning into my feminine. (laughs) And I'll be back with more content in a couple weeks. So I will see you when I'm back. But until then, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. 
All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.